Sean is a fresher breath there. He just loved chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the five week. I love eating it. Most of you guys. That really is still swollen, isn't it? It kind of looks like a football, actually. Thank you for that. Stitching, you got it. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, Stay focused. Um, Work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It builds a bomb. It builds a bomb. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Witty Nation, welcome everyone to episode 117 of the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast. And I'm going self-rated Buffalo Sports Podcast, covering the Bills, Sabres, Entertainment, and everything in between. And as always, part of the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Go follow us on Twitter at Woody Sports 716 and make sure you check out everything Built in Buffalo is giving you every single day. The best Bills content out there. Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you can find Bills content at Built in Buffalo underscore. We are your hosts. I am Matt. He is Tony. Tony, what's going on tonight? Hey, Matt, are you here? Witty is a calling off season. Pods talking Bills. Witty, not funny. And maybe we seem a bit confused because, Maddie, we got a new safeties coach. Name's Joe Dana. <laughs> but we don't know what to do with the rest of the coaching staff. They're hired again. Frazier has not left the building. <laughs> Matt, I, I kind of want you to, Nation, I want you to continue. That, was, that might have been your best one yet. I was thinking that the source of inspiration was to say, Frazier has not left the building. It flowed. I knew. And then when I had to look up, because I cannot remember his name for the life of me, the new safeties coach. And I was like, it's Joe Dana. Like Dana, just like (laughs) the likes of Kelsey Graham, where I'm like, this is fitting. This is fitting tonight. It's almost like the Bills chose this Dana guy just to, for you to write that. Yeah, exactly. I, I like to think, I like to think they did. Let's touch on Joe Dana for a second here. Uh, another bald. We mentioned yeah. it last week, Tony. What's He's going on bald. here? He's bald. He's bald, Matt. It is a uh, bald is... renaissance. Ricotta? It is a bald renaissance, Jeez. Tony. Okay. No, I think it's a bald ricotta. It's an it's a nice sharp bald ricotta that you <laughs> cheese find in like the fancy cheese part of Wegmans. Oh, that's a regatta. Sorry. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. You got. I mean, really, you want to combine those things with the cheese and crackers that you have on the on the ship in the regatta. It's the regatta ricotta. It's the regatta ricotta. <laughs> We're just giving and then gold you, here, people. Why isn't that an event? And then the regatta ricotta. Sponsored by, sponsored by Ramada. Wow. That's where I mean, you're staying things... the night of the regatta. They, yeah, they need to cross promote. What are we waiting for? Do you, th- do you think we can like organize this? I am all about this. The regatta ricotta sponsored funny by Ramada? Sports, presented by Witty Sports. Not funny sports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we make this the regatta happen? ricotta? The regatta regatta sponsored by Ramada presented to you by Woody Not Funny Sports. Yes. I think it's for charity. Sure. <laughs> I feel like we're like pitching that episode of Always Sunny where they wrestle for the troops and they just like go up to people <laughs> and they're like, it's for the troops. And they're like, oh, okay, we'll it's do it. Tro- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like It's for charity. Okay. Yeah. It's we're for in. charity. <laughs> Not everyone can uh, have a nice ricotta. 
Order a regatta. Ignorance SOBs. Or stay yeah. in a nice hotel like a robot. That's true. Housing insecurity we just, is we just wrote the tagline. Face as a society. Yeah. I think we're really hitting our peak in the offseason, Tony. There is no other indication that we have way too much to think about because the Bills aren't playing. It is coming up with the <laughs> Ricotta Regatta by Ramada. Right. I would say, is it possible that the Bills only hold us back? <laughs> Possibly. It's possible. It's possible. Just like this coaching staff is holding the players back. Ooh, wow. That is really firing some bazookas tonight. That is just a uh, tomahawk missile right to the gut. Yeah, you tell me. Tony, before we get into uh, the Bills and what this week we're doing is my offseason plans, as we did your offseason ideas and plans last week. This The offseason, as we mentioned, we have nothing to look forward to other than the Super Bowl, which is now set. Did you watch the games this past weekend, by the way? Uh, bits and pieces. You... I did not watch either of the whole things. And they were like background fodder. I liked Possibly rooting you were for... Working out. <laughs> It, it, that's exactly what was going on. I, exactly. I enjoyed rooting for uh, San Francisco quarterback injuries to see oh, yeah. a non-quarterback play, which never happened. But say la vie. Say la vie one day. I think most of the Western New York region Bills fans were so distraught by the Bills performance that they just tuned these games out. And you were right. I think most people thought they were background fodder. I watched probably more than you. I didn't watch either game in its entirety. But of course, like when the Bills get eliminated and we watch these teams advance to the championship game in this case and now the Super Bowl, we go right to the cliche of like, what do the Bills need to do to get over the hump and how can they emulate these teams and imitate these teams? And what are these teams doing that the Bills aren't in the little bits that you did watch? Did you notice anything that you were like, man, I wish the Bills did that? Or I wish the Bills played that way. Anything stick out at you? Aggression. I would say overall aggression stuck out to yeah. me. And I think that answer is kind of just too easy. I mean, I want to believe that we're following analytics. And I think analytics leads you to thinking that, you know, aggression should, you know, aggression yields worthwhile results. But I also think that the pass rush on both on all these teams, the talent is greater than ours, at least ours. Right in playoff time so what are you gonna do but overall aggression is what i'm looking for i think you're exactly right and every team has speed on the edge notable pass rushers Mm. i mean you go down the list philly's got hassan reddick san fran's got bosa cincinnati's got hubbard and hedrickson kansas city's got frank clark i mean it just these are impact players who in the biggest moments, come up with plays. And mm-hmm. I think that's the one thing I noticed. The aggression, too, on in the secondary, because it was so evident when the Bills played the Bengals, of, I, just don't, I, I don't want to say how scared Leslie Frazier played or had mm-hmm. his defense playing. The cushion they gave those receivers was inexcusable. And you, and you see that. There's so many screenshots from this past week on social media of just Guys at the line being aggressive, jamming receivers, throwing them off their timing, throwing them off their route trees. Like, why Why can't our players do that? Is it that they're incapable or do the, the coaching staff not trust these guys to execute? I mean, a lot of questions, hopefully some answers somewhere down the road during this offseason. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about the new safeties coach? That was the first uh, new change. 
I feel completely indifferent about him. <laughs> As a big uh, proponent of how much the uh, positional coaches matter. I am. But I, so I, I guess my answer is I will reserve judgment until I see him at camp, God willing, if I have the ability to do that. I really think they're going to run it back. But <laughs> don't you, you think? Yeah. I, I think they're going to make, I don't know, very minimal changes to this coaching staff. Oh, that's what you mean. I thought you meant camp at Fisher. Okay. Oh, um, yeah. They're going to run that back. Uh, yes. I do. I also think they're going to make minimal changes. And I'm maybe hoping for some hires just to just to get some fresh blood in there you know like right. what i mean is some hires of positional coaches into other onto other staffs by by the way this joe dana as you mentioned before another bald which puts the bills in a great position to get a for him sponsorship for the new stadium oh yeah him stadium him stadium him's field. hair growth <laughs> yeah him's, him's field and that would be perfect well, yeah, yeah that'd be perfect to tie in with stefan diggs he is him no, he that's is sure he him. is him. See, this is all. This is what we do in the off season, Tony. We just this is this is it. Banger after banger after banger of ideas. Here. Get this shit copy written right now. It's all being recorded. It's all owned by us because it's coming out of our bodies. So that is legal. <laughs> that is binding. Yes, word is bond. This podcast, the listen, the listenership is irrelevant. The licensing is all that this is for. Absolutely, absolutely, A trademark copyrights this is all mm-hmm. for legal purposes we don't care about any of the listeners. no we care about it, of course tony with the off season upon us that means josh is golfing again that <laughs> wily kid elbow injury forget about it sadness factory due to another <laughs> devastating playoff loss forget about it the man just a week later looks happier than ever on the golf course and i ask you i think i asked you this last year too should we be concerned should we be concerned that so soon after another playoff loss that Josh is seemingly living his his best offseason life on the golf course, chumming it up with the big wigs and the celebs of the world out there? It, it, if I want to use a golf reference, he's in his happy place, it seems like. Mm. I would say, uh, no, I'm not concerned about this. I think lives need balance. I like it. I don't. I mean, no a long off season and he's fine i appreciate um, i appreciate that he is finding his happy place he needs it yeah it was meant it was a mentally it. tough season it i mean was. it really was it a was. mentally tough season it like, was very taxing of yeah. all the shit that was gone through yeah very very emotionally and psychologically taxing yeah. he should the man do a couple man extra rounds for himself sure go for it josh you earned it this year the one thing i do have a concern about so he is playing in the Pebble beach pro-am once again, for the second straight year, teamed up with one Keith Mitchell. Now, Tony, let's hit rewind for a second. Josh is 0-2 in AFC Divisional games since meeting this Keith Mitchell guy. Now, mm. let's go through Keith Mitchell's resume. Is this an established golfer who has multiple major victories, multiple tournament wins? No, he has one win on the PGA Tour, and it came in 2019 in the Honda Classic that year. A, his one win was three years ago. This man has not been relevant in any way, shape, or form for three years. And two, Honda, really? You got to win the tournament that's sponsored by Honda. Not even an American company, Keith Mitchell. Tony, to give you even more concern that Josh is being manipulated in the wrong ways by this Keith Mitchell, do you want to know how popular 
Keith Mitchell is. He's so popular that nobody has updated his Wikipedia page. How popular since 2019. is he? <laughs> That's how much oh, good. nobody cares about this guy. My concern with Keith Keith Mitchell is this. I'm looking at his height and weight. 6'1", 185. Does 185 seem pretty significantly low for 6'1"? Am I wrong? Uh, I'm 185. I'm 5'9". Some say 5'10", including myself. Yeah. Yeah, that's... 6'1", 185? And he's a golfer. I'm not, I'm looking at... He doesn't not have a gut. Just a little one. Just a little guy. Little, little pooch. A little guy. Little golfer. Baby pooch. bump. Yeah, and that's fine. A little golfer's pooch, and that's fine. But I think that there it's, is some... I want Josh to be associated with winners, especially mm-hmm. now. Especially now yeah. after that loss. Yeah. You cannot he mentally get... put yourself in that space. Go go play with Dustin Johnson. Mm-hmm. Man's a, a bona fide winner on and off the golf course. Married Paulina Gretzky. Wins a lot of tournaments. Why can't you get paired up with him, Josh? I need you to have the winner mentality throughout the offseason. Keith Mitchell is not giving it to me. I could not agree more. This is not you've you've I'm I've grown concerned because of this conversation. You should. You should be. We all should be. Let's see. This Keith Mitchell is a he's a bad seed. He's a bad seed. He's a terrible seed. But again, I'm trying to Josh find the happy. There you go. I'm trying to find like who's matched up. So I can find this guy a better match. What's a better match for Josh Allen? Who are the yeah who are the partners I really, in this tournament? He's even paired up with Eric Church and, and his foursome. I don't like that either. Oh, see, I, I, I think that's the that's exactly where you want to be in a foursome because Eric Church is partnered with Kevin Chapel. Come on. Okay. Kevin Chapel and Eric Church. We see what you're doing. <laughs> it's clear you think, you, think, you think Brittany pulled that one? Chapel Church marriage. Ooh, a little a little a subtle hint, a subtle elbow a jab. Sly nod. Interesting. I like that idea. Like, if, that, if that's her like game, that I too. have to respect it. Have to respect That's a respectable move. That but he's playing right. Move. But he's playing right. What is it? Two, he's playing one away from Jordan Spieth. He's good. And he's matched with Jake Owen. Jake Owen has had his time. This is Josh's time. <laughs> I would rather see Jordan and Josh. You know, you know what? Who I'm glad Josh, Josh did Owen not get paired with. Switcheroo. Yeah, that's a good idea. I like that. Yeah. You know, I'm glad Josh did not get paired up with. Uh, Condoleezza Rice, who was once up for the Browns GM job. Oh, was it GM or was it like? Or was it head president? coach? Was it coach? No, it was something weird. I think it was GM. I hope it was GM okay. at least. It wasn't coach. There's a lot of people was in it? this tournament. Mm-hmm. Good for Josh. I need some mental relaxation. It was head and coach. He seems to be getting. It was head coach. Sports Kita, Condoleezza Rice did go on the Manning cast back in November 2021 and talked about the possibility of being the Browns head coach. Oh, my gosh. Do you imagine? That would just be that insane. That'd be wild. That'd be wild. Uh, Tony, moving on. Just like Josh, others are opting out of the Pro Bowl as well. I'm going to tell you a little story. And it's about an offensive guard who pro football focus has graded the 74th ranked guard out of 78. And that man, his name is Roger Saffold. And Roger Saffold because of the opt-outs, can officially call himself a pro bowler now. The impossible it's, dream has occurred. It seems it, insane. The idea it that Roger Saffold, insane. the season that we watched, the season that we watched, and you're telling me Roger Saffold is getting the accolade, as voted by fans and peers, to be a pro bowler. If Roger Saffold can make the pro bowl, and you, like, who's next? Who, 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 can make, who else? Who's, yeah, who's, who's next? next? 
Who's who's that? Like you're telling me, Roger Staffels is gonna make the Pro Bowl? Who's that? Derek Carr loses his starting job partway through the season. Why don't you just put him in the Pro Bowl? Tony, Derek Carr's in the Pro Bowl. What? <laughs> if Derek Carr's in the Pro Bowl, that's anybody can. Why don't you just put like fucking Tyler Huntley in the Pro Bowl? Derek Carr's in the Pro Tony, Bowl. I'm gonna shock the world. Right, Tyler Huntley is in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I beg your pardon. Yes. Tyler the man, Huntley, the man who played six games, not a player. The man who played six games, six hundred yards total, two touchdowns, three interceptions, is a Pro Bowler. Tyler Huntley, congratulations. Then there should be superseding of just starters in general before they start getting to the likes of Tyler Huntley. Maybe what they're doing is retro. Okay, go. You are in the Pro Bowl. It's about damn time. You know, you work so hard. You want people to recognize you. I can't wait to get in these games. I hope they're ready for me in a little dodgeball. In a little longest drive. I've been going to the golf simulator lately. There you go. Whatever other high school pep rally games they got these schools participating in. You're a ringer in the water balloon toss. We all know that. I actually very gentle hands. Great moisturizing. Very, very good. I was very good at the water balloon toss when I was a young man. I was a perennial winner at the Lancaster Firemen's picnic. You might have to have a water balloon toss. So they are wise. I as well am a former water balloon champion at my dad's company summer picnic one year. Me and my brother won oh my God. a very lucrative prize of a $15 gift certificate to Ted's. Oh, that's much better than the prizes I was receiving. Much better. And $15 at Ted's goes pretty far. Pretty far back in the day. You can get yeah, pretty 50 hot dogs on kind of far hot dog now. day. Yeah, a little bit. A little yeah. bit. I think fifteen dollars is a fair amount for Ted. These people who are in the Pro Bowl, Roger Saffold, Derek Carr, Tyler Honley, the Pro Bowl should have no accreditation whatsoever when talking about <laughs> players' successes moving forward. I don't want to hear this man deserves to get paid or deserves this contract or is a good player because he made three Pro Bowls or something like that. It right. is it Out is gone. Like you cannot have these players that have played at this level, which is a very poor level. I mentioned PFF graded Roger Saffold, I think 74 out of 78. I think I have that correct. Uh, also a grade of like 46, which is terrible when most offensive linemen are in like the 60s on a bad day, 70s and 80s on a good. Roger Saffold was below bad most weeks. But you cannot resume pad that now that you were in the Pro Bowl. It's done. It's over. No, it holds no weight, no allure. No, none, none whatsoever. It's over. I will be watching none of the Pro Bowl. I was watching a little bit of the skills competitions today. And after 10 minutes, I was very much over it. After the water balloon toss and the pseudo dunk tank, which it was very Uh, odd and lame. That would have been a great opportunity for Slime Time Live to get in on the Pro Bowl. Like, what are they doing? Perfect. That'd be a perfect opportunity to implement that. What are they doing is a great question. Mm-hmm. Anytime you can implement slime into your telecast, you don't say no to that opportunity. No. More slime equals more ratings equals better TV watching. Mm-hmm. We all know that. Mark Summers it's, made a career off of it. It's simple math. Uh, Tony, I was trying to find, go through, find the origin of Saffold seemingly out of nowhere, poor play this year because it's like, man, the man was a pro bowler last year, but now it kind of makes sense because he's a pro bowler this year that the pro bowl holds no weight whatsoever. But 
I found a little video segment the Bills did earlier in the year. 40 questions with one Matty Glab. Roger Saffold, I swear, 30 out of the 40 questions, his answers were about watching movies. One thing he wanted on a <laughs> okay. desert island, an iPad full of movies. His mm. favorite app, Netflix. His favorite movie. He can't name one. There's too many to name. This man mentally and maybe physically has been readying himself for retirement all year. The writing was on the wall. The, the signs were there. We should have saw this coming from the start. All he wanted to do was watch movies, it seems like. Moving forward, we need to find the signs earlier with these players, Tony. But why does he need to retire if he's already able to watch so many movies? He's not preparing for anything. He's living it. He is he's living he retirement. focused. Yeah, and he is burnt out just siphoning money. But he's burnt out. He's over. He's retired. For, for all intents and purposes, he is retired. He's still collecting checks. I'm still collecting checks. I'm just not delivering mail. That's what this guy's doing. Right. I'm collecting checks, and I'm going right to my local red box, renting yeah. the latest and greatest. That's exactly what he's doing. We need to better notice these signs moving forward, Tony. And finally, speaking of retirement, for the seemingly seventh time, Tom Brady has retired officially. Um, the perennial Bills killer for so many years through the drought and after is finally hanging his cleats up for good. It seems like a little less theatrical than last time. And by last time, I mean last year. Right. I mean, I'll, I'll just say it. I hate the guy. I don't like him personally off the field. I don't like him on the field for all the years of watching him beat the bills over and over again. I don't like his smugness. I think they made a great comparison this morning on local sports talk is like, he was like the, NFL version of a, a WWF heel, like a villain. He was the mm -hmm. guy. He was the guy everyone hated and kind of loved to hate. So, and sometimes you need that in sports. Like you need rivalries. You need a smug villain who thinks he's better than everyone else and always ends up on top when maybe he's undeserved of of the title. And Tom Brady fit fit the bill pretty well throughout his career. So, what do you think? You sad to see him go? Gonna miss After him. the lack of success that he experienced this season, I find that this is no more of a retirement excitement than if Tyler Huntley retired <laughs> or if Derek Carr retired. It's those Pro Bowlers go out on top. Yeah. I mean, especially Derek Carr because he was like a known starter. So then it's, right. you know, how I'm flagging it in my mind is just like, all right, there's another team that's going to be in a quarterback search. Fine. That's all I need to know. It'll be interesting to see how um, like NFL players are always weird when they retire. Like Brian Erlacher, when he retired, just magically started growing hair out of nowhere. Offensive <laughs> linemen, when defense alignment, when they retire, just lose like 200 pounds within two weeks. It's incredible. Yeah, uh, I'm very curious to see what the physical transformation of retired Tom Brady looks like. Is it like White Goodman at the end of dodgeball? He just gets like super huge. He's sitting there eating I like don't turkey think so. legs on his couch. <laughs> I think we're going to see virtually no change physically in this guy, except for maybe more Botox. More Botox. Just as the years more. go on, his he face just... will continue to reform. Yeah, he just slowly transforms into Joan Rivers. <laughs> yes, that sounds right. I yes. would say, yeah, I would say that <laughs> if there's two celebrities that are bound to become each other, it's Joan Rivers and Tom Brady. Only seems right. Yeah. I mean, it's a match it's, it made in heaven. Like, it is. It does seem like he is going that waxy Botox route on a quick... In a very 
trajectory. Like the jaw, it's the jawline for me. Like, what it's is this weird. jawline? So jagged and weird. He's a weird dude. He's a weird dude. His retirement video was very odd as well. Like, there wasn't any press conference this time. There wasn't any theatrics. It was mm-hmm. just him on a beach one morning, and he just almost like he decided to just wake up and retire. Also, I think he's promoting the 80 for Brady movie. Like, that's why right. he did it now, because that movie's coming out, and it looks awesome. No, I'm kidding. Right. <laughs> it looks like that Silly. movie your grandma drags you to go see so you can finally yeah. spend time with her. Oh, you yeah, like there's football? A lot of Boston oh, area I, like, I like Sally Field. That are... Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Grandma's be loving Sally Field. Yeah, that's right. So I, I, the timing does seem very coincidental to promote that movie. Like, oh, Tom Brady's in the news now, and I'm sure he'll be getting a lot of fresh junkets for his retirement, and he can promote the movie in correlation to that. So, so long, TV12. I would say we're going to miss you, but it's not true. So Get the fuck out of my league. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I don't want to see you again. You're done. Tony, that's all the news and notes I I'm had. I'm going to call CPS um, to save your children. For kissing your children on the lips. Yep. It's weird. CPS don't is getting it. the call. And you and he definitely knows something about Bob Kraft and his his massages. I'm just saying. Interesting. Uh, Tony, let's get into Bill's talk, though. We talked about the Bills a little, but let's get into like Bill's Bills talk here. Uh, you ready to throw it to Marv? Okay. Yes, please. Let's do it, Marv. Take it away. We'll be back after the break. Go go. Bills fight. Bills go. Come on, let's win for Buffalo. And we are back, Tony. Talked about your off-season plans last week. Let's get into my off-season plans this week. Get your thoughts on them. Let's have a discussion. Uh, this is a big off-season for Brandon Bean and the Bills. A lot of changes, a lot of free agents to consider, both pending that were previously on the team, and any UFAs from other teams. But let's start with our pending free agents, Tony. My first okay. note for my, for my off-season hope that Brandon Bean and the Bills go forward with. Don't sign any pending free agents. Okay. Other than two. I should I should asterisk this. The only two I would sign, Jameson Crowder and Ike Bakker. Last year, their salary hits were only $2 million. Yes, they were injured a majority of the year. But when not injured, those two could be starters for you. And if they can stay healthy mm-hmm. somehow on the cheap... I can very well see both those players slotting into starting positions quite easily. Bakker, I, I I think we're both under the impression that Roger Saffold will not be a Buffalo Bill next year, which is perfectly fine. And even Mitch Morris, a guy who has had a, a, a slew of concussions recently, is 31. His career might be winding down. He costs $5 million on the cap. Maybe that's a guy they cut bait with and then move coincidentally, no pun intended, cut bait with and move Ryan Bates to center. So you need to mm. two guard spots and you can do that pretty cheaply. And Ike Bakker, a guy who has not only familiarity in the system, but has also played starting minutes and snaps previously. So if you could do that on the cheap, I think that's a great uh, asset to have. And then you go to Jameson Crowder, a guy who's, who's shown really well with the Redskins and the Jets previous to his time with the Bills. And if he could just stay healthy with Beasley possibly maybe coming back, Shakir, we love He Wolf, still kind of an unknown commodity in terms of what he can do. I would hope he'd have the starting 
slot receiver position down. But if you want a veteran as an insurance policy, Jamison Crowder is a pretty good one to have on the cheap. So those are the only two I would consider. The rest, see ya. I am done <laughs> with those free agents. I can certainly understand your take. And I mean, I'm doing this without look at, having looked, you know, too deeply into the cap. And I also think, you know, the sailor cap is a myth. So I do yep. agree. I, I like Crowder a lot. And Crowder also showed with us. He looked great in the opportunities we had to see him, uh, to see him do his thing. And it was very complimentary to the offense. So I would like to see, yeah, I would like to see Crowder back. I think that would be, that would be great. Bucker I've always liked. Certainly my concern with Butker, especially with both is, yeah, we got him on the cheap, but you better make sure you have good depth behind them then, which only means that we're just kind of in the same spot that we are in this year. But I don't mind, I don't mind the idea of Bucker taking Saffold's spot. As long as he can hold up, I definitely don't mind that. I can see that. I mean, I do think that we need to, get some different personnel on the line, but I can end a bucker in there. He's been perfectly fine in the snaps he's been uh, seen. Uh, so, Tony, we have a, it seems like an unprecedented amount of unrestricted free agents. I count 21 to be exact. Mm-hmm. Um, just rapid fire. I'm just going to blow through some names here. Tell me if you would keep them or cut them or, or you know send them on their way. Jordan Poyer, obviously, is a big one. Would you keep them or cut them? Well, it's tough to know without knowing numbers, but I would rather have Poyer than no Poyer. But financially, I'm sure it won't work out. So I guess cut him. His market value on spot track is $11 million. I, feel like I don't I, think that's too bad. I don't think that's too bad either. I thought he'd be up more in like the 14, 15 range. Yeah. Which I think, which is, which is where even more, because I think, well, Maybe that makes sense, 11, because usually the franchise tag number is more than the average annual salary or, or what, you know, the player usually makes. Like Tremaine Edmonds as an inside linebacker, his franchise tag hit is like $21 million. And if they franchise tag him at that number, that is yeah ludicrous. That is insanity. I, that I agree with. Like at that point, just sign him. It's It's crazy. At eleven million, though, like I would very much like to have Poyer back. I wouldn't mind that at all. Uh, Roger Saffold, see ya. Uh, Case Keenum, no. His last year, his last year's salary is three point five, which seems a little high for a backup. Yeah, I'm a no. I'm a no for Case Keenum. So who would you roll with as backup quarterback then? Find someone else, a veteran, or what? Would you do what I've wanted the Bills to do for years now? Ever since Josh's, I think, second year is is draft someone young and develop mm-hmm. them. Someone who, you know, maybe isn't Josh because not many can compare to him, but in the same vein as Josh, you know, a little mobility, a little improvisational skills, semi strong arm, somebody who they can plug and play in the system if Josh goes down and not have to change the whole offensive dynamic for a new quarterback coming in. Also, Case Keenum's 35 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his life is probably a backup quarterback now, and I just would not be spending $3.5 million on a backup. You know what I've always said whenever I see Case Keenum in action is just like, it's as though time slowed down. Like, he just moves so much slower than Josh. Oh, yeah. And the offense Absolutely. moves so much slower than Josh. I'm just like, sick of it. It makes me want a more athletic backup quarterback. Almost to the point where, where like you said, we don't want someone who 
changes the dynamic of the offense. I kind of maybe do want someone who changes the dynamic of the offense, like a different kind of playbook. Someone who's someone who's fast, someone who is, you know, super athletic, but in a way that Josh is, but also in a way that Josh isn't. Um, basically, maybe I want Tyrod back. Like that'd be that'd be fun. I was gonna say, do you want do you want current Pro Bowl or Tyler Huntley? Oh, I don't know. Well, Tyler Huntley is Tyrod 2.0 in the sense yeah. that he's a Ravens. He's also a free agent. He's a scrambling Ravens backup. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of do not hate that idea. Like with Case Keenum, it's just like you know exactly what you're getting. Like the opposing yeah. defense knows exactly what they're getting. You give me something more fun and fresh, maybe things change up a little bit. Right. Who was the guy the Rams had? Bryce Perkins. You could tell as a quarterback, he was just way out of the NFL's range, you know, of right. being able to perform. But he had to start one game and they, you know, were able to develop a game plan around him. And like mm-hmm. it wasn't terrible. He was just a super athletic dude and it worked for a little bit. Like, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind that. Just give me a, a really athletic guy. I'll be interested to see when it comes to draft time where Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson goes because kind of a disappointing college career when you look at his physical ability, prototypical size, 6'4", 235, super strong arm, really athletic player. But again, a little disappointing college career. So if a guy like that drops down to the fifth round or below, I, I would mm-hmm. rush up to the podium to grab a guy like that who Josh could teach. I, I don't know where he's projected to go in the draft. I haven't gotten to, to draft research yet, but man, if that guy could fall, that would that would be kind of an, an ideal candidate for me. So that's where I would go with free agents that are pending free agents that played for the Bills last year. Speaking of the offensive side of the ball, it's obvious Ken Dorsey needs some help. The first-year coordinator seemed to okay. be way over his head throughout the season, play calling, schematically within game, adjustments being made. It just seemed like he was a little little vanilla, a little inexperienced. I want to give him a little help this offseason, maybe with the most underrated signing of the offseason. Tony, I want you to say hello to our new offensive quality control specialist, oh. Jacob Wallach. Now, many of you, including yourself, Tony, out there, I'm sure are saying, who is Jacob Wallach, Matt? Well, after I'm done. Matt, who is Jacob could... Wallach? Perfect. Great timing. <laughs> well, after I'm done, Tony, <laughs> if you could pick up this knowledge I'm going to drop on you and everyone, that would be appreciated. Jacob Wallach is the Madden Club champion. And even oh more gosh. impressive than that, he won it playing as the Detroit Lions, a team that has won the championship since God knows what. I don't even know if they even won the championship, 60s, 70s, maybe. All I'm saying, Tony, is the Rams back in the day looked outside the box when they hired a supposed offensive genius in Sean McVay. And what did it get them? It got them a Super Bowl. All I'm asking the Bills to do is expand that box. You look. You want to look outside the box? Look outside the box that you're looking outside of and go out and get a guy who can beat all the other Sean McVay Madden nerds out there, who is a progressive mind and mentality. I, I want I want to change the game. I want to be at the forefront as an organization of finding new, fresh, progressive talent that could take not only this team, but the 
game of football into the future, and it should start with the Buffalo Bills. Hire Jacob Wallach. Matt, this you're being silly. This is crazy what you're trying to push right now. Madden is not the real Why is it NFL. so silly? Because Why the not? opposing team's defensive plans are not formulated by an algorithm. He's not playing a computer, Tony. He's playing other players. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, really, he's playing other coaches is what he's doing. If he's designing things and then they will and then other coaches will design things to oppose him and his work. This is what, silly. What this is, is crazy. What is the Madden? The Madden way. I'm no professional Madden circuit player by any means, but I kind of know the Madden way is to find the most high efficient, high success rate plays and just stick to them. Like 80 yard bombs every play mm-hmm. is not a great strategy. It's very, it's it's more on the lower side of being successful. A lot of Madden players, if not all, run QB sneaks because like QB sneaks are guaranteed one to two yards in Madden. These guys are on the forefront of progressive thinking, Tony. I'm just saying, let us want, be the ones to break that wall down and get the first Madden champion to cross over into the real game. Why not? I will say this. I will say this in your defense, Matt, and based on what you're saying, one of my biggest criticisms of Dorsey in this full year is creativity to, well, yeah, like, and is to, um, he's not fulfilling what he even said in his preseason interviews where he said, you know, it might take time for me to learn the offense's personality and really figure out what we're good at. And then I feel like the whole season went by and he never figured that out. Mm-hmm. And now what you're countering with over here is doing is saying, you know who always figures that out? Madden guys, Madden junkies. So bring a Madden yeah. junkie in here who's not going to be afraid to play it that way. That's all I'm saying. Well, See, I you're, guess. you're coming around. You're coming around to the idea. I'm not I, so ridiculous now. Not so silly. I would have now, to I I I wanna I wanna sit down with this wallet guy, feel him out. <laughs> Bring him That's kind of what it would take for me. Send him an invitation. Yeah, do Wallach on the show using official fan advisory board letterhead saying yeah. fan advisory board of the Buffalo Bills would like to meet with you and discuss how the Bills can implement the video game of Madden more into the game day presentation. <laughs> Almost plant the bait. Can I then can I throw out an idea to you that I just had? Yes, please. Okay. I, I love to hear half- there's nothing more I love to hear. Halftime entertainment, Madden tournament on the Jumbotron. Oh, yeah. Two that players should, are on the field. Two players are just sitting in folding chairs on the field playing Madden on the Jumbotron. Absolutely. I think it's an obvious home run. That is an obvious home run. Yeah. Like that would, that would, I would be entertained. I'd be like, yes, I do. I do want to see that and maybe even participate. That is, yeah. That'd be, I, I would much rather see that. I mean, in this, in this world of, countless number of twitch streamers and tiktok or whatever that seems like mm-hmm. kind of a given they should put two players played madden on the field and they should be probably put a you know commentary or something just do their own twitch stream for 20 minutes at halftime like that feels that feels new age that feels modern i like this idea man have you heard about the new twitch stream have you seen this have you heard about this no is this a thing actually uh the new twitch stream that you might and I, that I think you will be interested in the Twitch stream, nothing forever. Ooh, okay. Nothing forever is an AI, which stands for artificial intelligence for those who don't know, 
is an AI Twitch stream of a never-ending episode of Seinfeld. What? It is visually very unappealing. It is very, okay. like, pixelated. So it has characters of new names. It's not using their real names. Like, there's a Larry and uh, I think, like, Fre- George's Fred or something. And uh, I watched it for about I watched it for about five minutes today because it's on twenty four seven. It's on all the time, and it's uh, and it's Seinfeld in AI. Like this person just built this AI personality with all of Jerry's best jokes and cadences and the style of humor and everything. And it's two to four of the the main four having conver- having a conversation, just like Seinfeld <laughs> would be. It's not their voices, but. It's not their voices, but it is like it does sound like it was all written by Larry David. And then really? periodically it'll bounce into and then yeah, and then periodically it will bounce into the character Larry performing stand-up. <laughs> this sounds fascinating. It's on it is fascinating to me in that it's on like the most fascinating part to me is that it's on all the time. And it is a never-ending episode of Seinfeld. Yeah. So is it like go through story beats or is it just two characters sitting there talking all the time well matt that that is seinfeld i don't know if you know what seinfeld was but there's there's stories to the the stories oh you go to the grocery store i mean there is they were talking about when i when i tuned in it was jerry and george and then kramer came in after a few minutes and they were talking about uh ordering a pizza (laughs) wow and it, but it was a, I don't a, remember what it was. Very interesting. It was a specific type. It was a specific type of pizza. Yeah, but it was like I mean, it was it was a Seinfeldian conversation that that's, the computer that's understands. The computer understands the Seinfeldian conversation, and there With is the, a, the Seinfeldism nuances. Yes. Wow. Well, and the laugh track understands. Out. We might have to stop yeah, the podcast. It's worth now. checking out check for this. about three minutes, <laughs> <laughs> and then you're bored. Tony. Halftime entertainment is a great segue into my next change of the off season. The okay. stampede, you're gone. Yeah. The stampede well, needs obvious. to go. It needs to be replaced with something, anything else, mainly due to the fact that I, you don't think the stampede brings the energy. My whole goal this off season hmm. is to bring the energy of the players of the organization, top to bottom on the field, off the field up that last scene of the players we saw was a completely depressing visual that is going to be tough to get over for the next six months or so until training camp starts. Um, I need, I need a new, a new energy. The stampede's not doing it for me. They need to go. I need a, I need a video game competition. I need my choice of mascots versus peewee football, pop Warner football team. Um, Cause that has hilarity just written all over it. Uh, I need the Jills back. I need anything other than some lame drum line that eh, is average at best. Tony, I need the stampede gone. Get it done for me, please. As I have said before, I am often critical of the stampede when I have the opportunity to be, but it's tough because it seems like I'm the only one who cares about this. Why? More people need to care. I don't know. I don't know. I know. The second most important decision the Bills are going to make besides should they sign Tremaine or Jordan is what mm-hmm. they should do with the Stampede. I would say those two decisions are a very similar weight. Mm-hmm. Yep. 1A and 1B for sure. Yeah. This is a 1A, 1B situation. Two core defensive players versus a group of 
Are they high schoolers? I don't even know. What state? What are the state of being? I don't think they're. I think they are real adults. I don't believe that they are high schoolers. Really? Oh, that makes it worse. I feel like that makes it worse. Well, they have another name. I have heard it around. It's like the something something drum corps, aka the uh, Stampede. Ugh, or terrible, awful on all accounts. Stampede, you're gone. Tony, my next one is it. We just learned that the salary cap is going up. The bills are going to have still very tight against the salary cap as they were throughout the year, but they're going to have about mm, 12 to 14 million due to the increase in the salary cap. Let's make that cushion even greater. I need them to restructure Josh Allen's contract. The man is good. We know he's good. Just give him the money now. He's dedicated to the city. He's dedicated to this team. Just just move it all the bonus and guarantees and free up some cap space. Tom Brady did it for so many years, year after year with the Patriots, so they could remain successful and viable in the league and remain at the championship level they became accustomed to. It's time to do that with Josh Allen. Year after year, just restructure, mm-hmm. restructure, restructure. So uh, I, I would expect that to get done, as well as a couple other restructures in Tredavious White, possibly Mitch Morse again, if, if they do decide to keep him. But Josh is the big one, obviously, because of... The number is so large. So um, I, I definitely think that's that's in the cards here. I think that's in the cards as well. That's something I anticipate happening. It seems too easy for it not to happen. And at least I think it's easy for it not to happen. seems like that's something Josh would be willing to do. Like the precedent is set that that's what cool quarterbacks do. I'm, I think it's going to happen. just seems like with all the pending free agents that are a lot of them probably are gone. I mean, I think they signed one of Poyer or Edmonds, and I think it's going to be Edmonds mm-hmm. at this point. Also, side note, now that I mentioned that, the overreactions to players hacking things up is a little crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> and a little ridiculous. Like, Jordan Poyer's packing up his shoes. Guess what, everyone? Most players don't live in the city <laughs> they play for. Right. Jordan Poyer, I think, lives in Florida. None of these players like make their permanent residence Buffalo. So if they're packing their crap up, so is the not a bad thing. It's not like the the death sentence for them being on the team or not. So is the expectation by some is that they're just leaving their shoes in the locker room to not be seen for six months, and then when they come back for OTAs, it's like, oh yeah, these shoes, I like these. Like, is that <laughs> yeah. is that what they think happens? I, I don't know. I saw social media. I think it was Poyer of like big, like 10 gallon totes of shoes. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, ready to, ready to move out. It's like, yeah, because you don't live here. It's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyone who has half a brain, it's not like that means he's not going to resign or he's, his Bill's career is done. It might, but I don't think the shoes of the totes are like the, the end all be all indication that he is finally gone. It's just a little ridiculous. No. I- I certainly don't think that either, but I don't think he's resigning. But I don't think, I, I do not look to this locker cleanup as any kind of indication of of of, of roster status for next year. Certainly not. Most fans are, it's like most fans out there are unaware that the players do not live in Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't you pack stuff up? I mean. I don't know. It's crazy. A million um, things could happen. You don't have to go back. <laughs> we got to go back to get the shoes. Right. With Dr. Jack. Tony, I have one final note of my offseason plans. Okay. And this is something they need to work on today, maybe yesterday. Mm-hmm. Start working on it. Mm-hmm. 
they have the talent, they have the personnel, they haven't been able to do it in four or five years, maybe even longer. The last time I remember them maybe doing it successfully is the Fred CJ years. That sounds right. Run a normal screen pass. <laughs> Go practice it like you're shooting free throws if you're a basketball player every night. Go out and practice a screen pass. For the love of, can I just see one normal, the offensive line lets all the defensive line through on purpose. So Josh just softly lobs it over to a screen awaiting Naheem Hines or James Cook, and it goes for 20-plus yards. I haven't seen it in so long. I just want to see it done. I see every other team every other week do it successfully. Why can't we? I need like a Stefan Diggs when he first got introduced to the Bills moment when they were practicing the offseason down in Florida. And John Brown was like, yeah, get in there with the first team. Like, you're the star. You need to develop the chemistry with the quarterback. Like, go out there and run routes. I need James Cook and Naheem Hines to call each other and be like, bro, find me a quarterback. Let's go practice screen pass. <laughs> and I mean... You'd think it would be something you don't even have to practice that much. But in this team, you do because they never happen. But it seems so simple, such a basic concept when you watch these other teams do it and do it successfully. And especially for our team that claimed to have so much emphasis on Yak this year, you'd really think we would have seen it all the time. That's why I said last week, like, but they we need did. to start walking the walk. All mm-hmm. the talk in the offseason, offensively or developing, a team that based around yeah, because we didn't have enough of it the previous season. All fine and right. good. Like it. On defense, we're becoming more versatile. We can play man and zone. We want athletes. We want to up our speed so we can become more versatile. None of this happened on either side of the ball. Yeah. We just stuck to the status quo. Maybe it was because of injuries. Maybe it's because they didn't have the personnel. But if you're going to talk about it in the offseason, I want to see it put into action in the preseason and training camp and during the season, eventually they did none of it, Tony. Yeah. Not successfully. Anyway, I feel like it was, I feel like it was like a, we tried figured maybe this isn't for us and then gave up. And then we're just like bewildered the rest of the time. Mm -hmm. I think that's a fair assessment. That seems very realistic Mm -hmm. in terms of what, what happened out there. (laughs) Um, Tony, that was my last note. Feels too realistic. Uh, any other notes about the offseason you want to mention? We both went through our thoughts of what should happen. Listeners will be getting into UFAs and free agency and draft in the coming months. So we didn't really want to touch on that for these two segments these past two weeks. It was just kind of our overall thoughts about the team. Tony, is there any other thoughts you had uh, to wrap it up here? What I like about your plan, Matt, is that there's high turnover. And yes. I think, you know, after... The past couple of years, some fresh blood, high turnover. Give me something to get excited about. Give yeah. me some, some new energy. And, and give me something that's like hopeful. Like, ooh, we're banking on this guy panning out as like a, a diamond in the rough here. That's the kind of hope that we're used to convincing ourselves of as Bills fans. That's what we're good at. That's what we're the best at. Is oh, like, that's what we're the best hey, this at. This guy's going to emerge as a star. Yeah. So oh, OTAs, TJ it. Graham is looking it. amazing. This is TJ Graham's yeah. breakout year. That was like three years running. Never happened. Mm-hmm. It's always TJ Grant's breakout to get excited about. It, it still yeah. is. I still believe. We're about to have some breakout players take the take this league by storm. 
Tony, scenario for you. Tell me if you would okay. are, are a buyer or a seller on this. Okay. None of the coaching staff changes other than the safeties coach. Not much turnover from a coaching perspective, obviously. But Voshan Joseph comes back. Would you take that? <laughs> yes. And I will I would, buy my tickets I would too. to wherever the Super Bowl is. I will buy season tickets immediately. <laughs> buy my Super Bowl tickets. Right then and there. Um, mm-hmm. Listeners, that's our thoughts of the offseason. We'll put it on Twitter. Obviously, when you listen to this episode, let us know your thoughts as well, what you want to see happen, what you want the Bills to do. Tony, you ready to wrap this thing up? Please. Let's do it. You always say it like you're so eager. Why? Matt. Please, let's do it. For Please, God's Get this. Put me out of my misery. Get, just put my head in the guillotine and lower the bar. And pull the rope. Yeah, pull the rope. Yeah. Drop that boy. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but my drink is so delightfully cold thanks to Traveling Growler. And since we know place to go, keep it cold, keep it cold, keep it cold with a Traveling Growler koozie. Koozie starting at just $5. Check out www.travelinggrowler.com today. And now back to the show. Uh, thank you to our sponsor, Traveling Growler, as always. www.travelinggrowler.com. Quality koozie starting at just $5. Shop local, support local www.travelinggrowler.com where to find the podcast you can find us on spotify itunes the built in buffalo podcast network search built in buffalo search way not funny all one word wherever you listen to your five podcasts for free you can listen to us as well if you like us subscribe leave us a review we always like to say whether you give us two hours or two minutes of your time we greatly appreciate it and we truly do mean that if you're a first time listener or a 117th time listener uh, thank you for tuning in and checking us out. Uh, we have a podcast store as well. Encourage you to check that out. TeeSpring.com. Witty, not funny, all one word. You can search uh, Google TeeSpring. Witty, not funny comes up first. First result, Tony. SEO is really good. It's the first result. Click on that link. Find some awesome designs, hoodies, crews, long sleeve T-shirts, tanks like we got everything in there all our designs all the colors all the sizes support the podcast teespring.com search witty not funny all one word uh twitter handles tony where can listeners find you at tony ambrose sometimes pronounced Brand new profile tony ambrosi <laughs> ambrosia nectar of the gods that's right the origin of your last name probably maybe who knows well 23 and me it yeah why not yeah you can find the podcast at Woody Sports 716 on Twitter, Instagram, Woody Not Funny Sports, Facebook page, TikTok. Uh, we'll definitely be getting into more media outlets in the offseason here. Uh, we got some plans, people. We got some plans of expansion. So stay tuned. Um, other than that, that's all I have, Tony. Send off for the listeners. What do you got? I don't care what that some bitch, Tony Phil said. Everyone knows Dunkirk Dave is the real one. Things are looking optimal. Optimal Dunkirk Dave. Shout out out Dunkirk Dave. R.I.P. Montreal. R.I.P. Montreal Groundhog. We never knew you. Dunkirk Dave, known fan, known listener. Big fan of the show. Big fan of the podcast. Well, that that just warms my heart right there. Mm -hmm. To know a celebrity like that's listening. (laughs) And as I always say, listeners, go Bills. And of course, including Dunkirk Dave, stay woody out there, everyone. Thanks for listening. Peace. Bye. Bye. Later. Marshawn is a fresher breath there. He just loved chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the bye week.
I love each and it, most of you guys. That really is still swollen, isn't it? It kind of looks like a football, actually. Thank you for that. Stitching you guys. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, Stay focused. Um, Work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It builds a problem. It builds a problem. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network.